What's up, everyone? Ben Standig here for another edition of the Standing Room Only podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast and, of course, checking out my work on The Athletic. Definitely appreciate everybody subscribing to both, <laughs> subscribing to The Athletic, that pays the bills, subscribing to uh, the podcast, that, 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 that helps the cause, let people know we exist, especially if you're an iTunes person and you also could do a rating and a review, definitely helps. But if you're a Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find the podcast, I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time to hear us out. Here's the plan on today's podcast. Two guests. First up, uh, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. He's obviously one of the more noted NFL draft analysts out there. So we talked about uh, some of the 2021 prospects, as well as what he thinks about what's going on with Dwayne Haskins. This was for a, lo- a lengthier conversation that I had with Daniel for something I'm writing for the website, but I wanted to share at least part of the conversation here on this audio uh, medium. <laughs> so so that's what's going on. And then my pal Scott Jackson, of course, the postgame host on uh, the Washington football team's radio broadcast, but a longtime radio announcer in town. We talked at length about kind of where things are with Washington with regards to the question marks. You, you enter a season, there are a lot of questions, and realistically, Come on, we, we can remember where we were. Basically, almost everywhere had a question except for, say, the defensive line. So we went through all these positions to discuss where these questions still exist. Uh, we, how do we rank them going forward in relation to fixing them um, in the offseason? So fun chat there. Uh, and then also Scott and I often talk about the Wizards. The Wizards had an NBA draft on Wednesday. They made some picks. We discussed what they did there as well. So excited to get to you, to, to have you guys listen to this podcast. Just a couple quick things before I get into that. I'm talking to you guys on Thursday afternoon. Uh, we just got done Zoom sessions with Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, and Terry McLaurin. Chase Young will be coming up. Uh, attended practice today. Nothing, I, I don't think anything too crazy out of today, except that Jaron Christian was placed on injured reserve. So he's out at least three weeks, but he's been out for a couple weeks now with a knee injury. I say a couple, I think it's been longer than that. Um, and we don't know who's going to play left tackle on Sunday. Cornelius Lucas did not practice today. So we could have a Morgan Moses at left tackle situation with David Sharp on the right side. Uh, seeing Morgan Moses on the left side would just be wild after. I mean, he played a little bit, obviously, the other day. But to see that's the actual plan would just be fascinating. Um, sounds like we may, be, we may be talking to him on Friday. So that'll be interesting to get his take on seeing the world from the other side of the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, it's also obviously the matchup. Number one pick in the 2020 draft, Joe Burrow, against the number two pick, Chase Young. It is interesting. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what Joe Burrow looks like. We've, I've seen the highlights, but I really have not watched a Bengals game. You know, when, when you do this job that I have, I'm constantly either at a game or focused on a game and I have to write afterwards. So I really am not seeing as much of the league as I would normally or would like to. Uh, and then, you know, if I am, you know, the Bengals are not typically on TV. So I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow looks like. And look, the Washington football team, they have struggled getting out of the gate um, fast in games this year. It's still have yet not to score on their first possession at any point this season, but have just fallen behind broadly. So we'll see what they do with regards, uh, you know, can they get off to a good start? This is not a good Cincinnati team, but they're actually probably their highs are probably a bit higher than Washington's, I would say, this year. And look, Burrow is only ascending. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, the Bengals are a bit beat up themselves. And, um, you know, we'll see what they can do um, against Alex Smith. Also, you know, can Cincinnati take advantage of a Washington defense that's given up over 100 yards on the ground 
in all but two games this year, and those two games were against Dallas and Philadelphia when uh, when those teams were just decimated along the offensive line. So interesting test for sure. Again, I'm not so much focused on the NFC East, and by that I mean I'm not focused on that at all. But you just want to see growth and improvement, and that's part of kind of a little bit of what Scott and I have talked about in our segment here about you know what are the what are the areas we think there's still some hope, and what are the areas that they definitely need to get some fixes. So let's get let's uh, let me stop the preamble. Definitely again appreciate you guys. If you want to hit me up, by the way, I'm on Twitter at Ben Standing. Um, I'm not going to be a, uh, a fleet person. Uh, I don't think that's going to be happening. These new stories that they have on Twitter. I don't think that's going to be my bag, but you can find me there. You can also email me anytime you want. Be standing at the Let me know your thoughts on this team. If you're a wizards person, that team as well. Uh, thoughts on the on articles for the athletic thoughts on this podcast, thoughts on life. You need somebody to talk to hit me up. Glad to, glad to talk. Um, so like I said, Daniel Jeremiah was, was gracious with his time. Uh, really appreciate it. Him talking, we again we talked at length for something I'll be writing for the website, but here's a little bit of that portion of that conversation talking Dwayne Haskins and the 2021 quarterbacks here on the Standard Room Only podcast. So I'll go with this. So, Dwayne Haskins, you obviously both scouted mm-hmm. him uh, coming into the league and you've obviously seen him play now. What's your sense of kind of where things have gone wrong there and what's your what do you think? could happen going forward and if it's you know, possible in Washington. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I thought he was a very talented thrower coming out. Um, I worried a little bit about his ability to just kind of create and be able to make some plays off script, off schedule. Um, and I think that's proven out a little bit to be a little bit of an issue there. Um, I, I still think he's, and you saw it even in the brief time he's been out there, he can still make some big-time, big-time throws. So that's, you know, that's what gets you excited. I just, in 2020 going forward, I just, I want somebody that can, can make some more things happen with his legs, considering there's nobody, there's very few teams playing behind five good offensive linemen uh, these days. Right. No, that, that, that seems to be the case for, for, for sure. Um, you obviously talk to people around the league. Have you had any sense from, from what you've heard as to kind of what's gone wrong or if other people around the league would be interested in him? Cause obviously he didn't apparently gain or generate much interest around the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't think there's any buzz about him to get you super excited about it. You know, the, uh, um, I, I be honest with you, I mean, I talk to, to general managers and executives on a daily basis, and I've never – his name hasn't come up one time. Um, and even even uh, even when, when Rosen was being shopped, like you – initially, not the second time, but initially out of Arizona, there was some there was some legitimate um, excitement there, but not uh, not with Dwayne. You just haven't heard anything about him. And so I, I don't know what that market would look like, but I don't think it would be very real. Got it. Okay. Um, with regards to some of the college kids, obviously we still have some time to go before we get to the draft and, uh, you know, tons of things could change even under a normal year, let alone this year. Um, uh, obviously we've heard some of the names of the guys at the top, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, Wilson from BYU. Zach Wilson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Trask, I guess from Florida, somewhere in that, in there. Um, mm. I'm sure you have different opinions on each, and I'm curious about them. But I'm wondering, based on what you've seen from Scott Turner's offense, it's only a few games into that. Uh, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will be the answer, no matter no matter the fit. But like, is there a is there one is there one of these guys that you think kind of makes more sense 
for for what they're what they're trying to do here? I don't I don't think so. I think when you look at the top four guys, and I really think there are four guys up there, um, and and you look at their skill sets with with Lawrence, with Fields, with Trey Lance, and with Zach Wilson. I think those are the big four. I'm not as high, high on track. I still have a lot you know, a lot of work to do on all these guys, but those four guys can all move. Those guys can all um, can all make plays inside inside the pocket. Can make plays off schedule. So I think they fit in any any scheme. Um, so, and I think Scott's been in some different places and been around different style of quarterbacks. So I'm always a little bit reluctant when I, you know, considering I'm calling these games for the Chargers and I watch an, the same offensive coordinator went from calling plays for Phillip Rivers to calling plays for Justin Herbert. Um, I, I wouldn't get too married to exactly how they fit into a particular scheme. I just think you want somebody that can make a play. Gotcha. Um uh, again, I, I suspect with two wins, Washington has already lost the chance to get Trevor Lawrence based on how things are going with the Jets. Uh, you watch the Jets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I guess that, so right now they're positioned to be a top five pick. If based on what you've seen from Justin Fields, if you think he's number two or, or Lance, or maybe it's uh, Wilson, d- 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 how, like obviously it, it depends on the order. Not every, not every bad team needs a quarterback, mm-hmm. but you know, teams could therefore trade up. Like what realistically how far, how far outside of the of the first pick could Washington go down to still have a chance at getting one of these guys, or do they have to really be the number two or three pick based on how you see these young quarterbacks uh, being uh, uh, discussed? Well, I mean, I think you can look at where it sits right now. I think the teams that are up there picking in the top five, I think you've got two, I believe, which would be, I think, Dallas and the Chargers, who wouldn't seem to be uh, quarterback teams. So, I still think though with the, with Jets, you know, with Washington, with Jacksonville, those are the those are three right there. So I wouldn't, I mean, I think if you're in the top five, you're you're uh, you're feeling pretty good there that you're going to get a really really good option. I think if you're you know you get down to six seven, I might start getting a little more nervous. Gotcha. Um, and I know you said you've got more work to do on these guys, which is which is uh, understandable, yeah. and we'll read whatever you, you, everything you put up on, on, uh, on NFL.com and, and listen to your podcast. But based on what you've seen so far, do you kind of have a feeling for one of these guys, you, you know, again, you can talk up Trevor Lawrence if, as needed, but uh, in terms of the other yeah. guys, do, is there one of them that you kind of find yourself kind of liking more and more as, as you're watching this season? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the field numbers have been outstanding, um, but I've still, uh, you know, I, I know he only played one game. I know it wasn't great, but I, I really like Trey Lance. I, I just do. I think he's coming out of a, a place where I know what's been put on his plate at the, at the line of scrimmage, and I've seen him make every type of throw you need to make. Um, I think he plays with a, a lot of urgency. Um, you know, his uh, his season last year, he didn't turn the ball over. I mean, so you got somebody that can be a playmaker, can create, make things happen and somebody that also values the football. So um, those are those are pretty special qualities. And I've had a chance to visit with him a couple times. I, I haven't talked with Justin Fields since he was in high school. I, I did the chance to interview him up at, at the Nike opening when he was a high school kid, but I just haven't got a chance to get a better feel for him just being around him. But having been around Trey Lance a couple times and talked to him, I mean, he is mature um, and somebody I think is going to be really, really good. So I, I've got a lot more work to do on these guys, but he's one that – I'm just really intrigued by that kid. All right. Um, many thanks to Daniel Jeremiah there. Like I said, it, it, it was just a, a taste, a snippet, a little bit, just some thoughts. But obviously, you know, 
he's somebody who's paying close attention to the quarterback world out there on the NFL and the um, college level. Excited to hear uh, to have you guys see kind of what else we talked about. Uh, and I'll get to that on the athletic in the coming days. But for now, let's talk about the team this week, the Washington football team. Well, we're not really getting into it from the Bengals' perspective. We're sort of looking at it from a broader perspective, where things stand right now across the board, where the which of these weaknesses that we think that we always thought were weaknesses have proved to be maybe not strengths, but stronger than expected, and what are some of the areas that still need uh, work to do. Uh, you, you may have a sense of both, but even I was surprised, to be honest. We ranked, the, we, we did a rank order. Even I was surprised a little bit of how the order came out. Uh, and then, like I said, we'll also talk a little bit about the Wizards and the NBA draft. So here we go. My conversation with Scott Jackson here on the Standing Room Only podcast. Are, are you uh, going to be at practice today? No, nah, I got too much shit to do. I just, uh, yesterday. Oh, for, for what it's worth, I just started recording. I don't really care if, yep. if you curse, but just, no, I'm just saying you can curse on my podcast. I don't care. Oh, cool. Can... Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, you, you have a wholesome image. I just didn't want to. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'm such a wholesome image guy. Yeah. Oh, we're not, <laughs> on, not going to be videotaping this, are we? No, no, the world does not need to see you and I together. Thank you. Uh, I'm like uh, fucking uh, literally uh, in practically what I slept in. So <laughs> the, uh, no, I would say I, the, the, it was unbelievably cold yesterday. It was the cold. Yeah. It may, there may have been colder days in DC area right. this year, but in terms of me having to be outside my house during this pandemic, right. yesterday was a disaster. But we'll be going yeah. out to practice uh, in a little bit. We're talking uh, on uh, Thursday morning. Somebody we're not going to see a practice today apparently is Garen Christian uh, because he just got placed on IR like moments before we started recording this. And um, that got me thinking about what we could talk about with his team. And I'm thinking, by the way, we're also going to talk with Scott about, because Scott is a dual threat. He can talk the Washington football team as evidenced by his uh, radio duties, his uh, post-game uh, duties on the Washington broadcast and over with 980. But also he's a longtime Washington Wizards thinker. So we're going to get into the fact that the NBA draft was last night and we're going to break down everything you need to know about this kid who played, who the Wizards drafted at nine that neither one of us watched play because he played in Israel. But we have thoughts. All right. So here's my thoughts, Scott, with regards to the football team. Yes. We're going to go through the the positions of need from when the season started, like left tackle, the question marks, and then determine how uh, what is still a question mark, what have they filled, and maybe come up with some order of like what's the biggest concern, need. And so we're talking more bigger picture. We're not talking about the Bengals. But sure, I mean, you know, if it comes to that, fine. Sure. Mostly talking bigger picture. Um let's start we'll save we'll save the fun one for, for other guys. let's start with with, with tackle with, with Jaron Christensen that's just happened so he the, the season starts or the training camp starts we're thinking okay Sadiq Charles is going to get this job he was the uh, Vegas made him the favorite he's going to get it and then immediately he's got a calf injury we know how, what, what, what went there we can get to him in a minute but Jaron Christian comes in and he wasn't he wasn't terrible. He didn't vomit all over himself the way I think most people were assuming it was going to happen. But it wasn't great, but okay. But then he gets hurt a couple weeks ago. I've lost track now how many games in a row he's been out. But now he's been out, well, I think it's three games. He's been out, now goes on IR. Realistically, even if he comes back in three weeks, you have to be on IR at least three weeks. You know, we're up to week 11 now. Basically, the season's more or less over. You know, I guess he could come out the last couple of weeks, start and kill it. More or less, I think, so, so you have that. If Cornelius Lucas, we don't know if he's going to play. I still don't think he's a long-term answer, even though he's looked solid the last couple of games, but who knows? And Sadiq Charles, they were using him at guard. So I would imagine that's maybe where they're going to view him going forward. So to me, I, I, maybe it's not back to square one, but I don't, 
I, I think we stand right now. I don't think that I think this is back to being very high on the list with Jaron Christian likely now not a factor probably the rest of the way. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, unless you really think Sadiq Charles is a, um, you know, it's going to be fine. It's just a matter of health, right? If once you get him healthy, that he'll be the guy Then I guess it's solved or at least you have a competition going into the next season. Um, you know, Cornelius Lucas, you know, was kind of an underrated signing. I mean, at least for the two games he played, you didn't hear his name call, which is always a positive uh, at that position. So, yeah, that still seems to be a bit of a mystery. Um, and again, it just, you know, depends on where you foresee Lucas. Is he, is he, because they were going to play him a guard, remember? He was going to be the guard until he got hurt on what, play two or one? Was it play one against the Giants? Oh, for, for Charles? Yeah, no, this is his second snap. Second snap, second snap. Ron, Ron Rivera raved about those two plays. He was a <laughs> big fan. So, I, right. right. I mean, I, you know, talking to people around the league, uh, you know, people think he's got. I mean, uh, that was what people thought was one of their better picks, and well, so the, it's, it's the potential's there, but you know, who knows? We haven't seen. Maybe you write it off to twenty twenty, right? You you can you know you you'll you'll figure that out um, next you know in the off season with a competition, hope a real training camp. You know, you'll have enough n- bodies there uh, to battle for that spot. But yeah, it's still unsettled um, for sure. You know, you'd like to have had somebody lock in there. It's not like when Trent Williams was here. Uh, you knew he was going to be the guy as long as he's on the field. And when he wasn't, you could throw in a tie and Secchi in there. I mean, it's definitely not ideal. But that being said, I don't know if it's crippled this team. You know what I mean? I, I don't think the, the 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 offensive line, yeah, it hasn't been great. But, I mean, clearly the last few weeks, they've thrown the ball a lot. I mean, Alex Smith really blames himself for that first sack of the game, you know, on that, fir- on that first drive. Um, the other one... Uh, I, don't, I don't remember the exact play, but it was only like a one-yard loss. It was kind of one of those, like, was it really a sack? But they counted as a sack. So, overall, for 55 drops, and I get it, it was the Lions, it wasn't terrible. I mean, that's not ideal. I, I don't know if I can, you know, say that this offensive line uh, is a terrible run-blocking line because I just don't feel like they ever stick with it long enough, you know, outside of the Cowboys game. So, that's what you got to see. I will say that uh, I think Moses, for all the criticism he took last year, has has bounced back for the most part this year. And sure, he's had some blown assignments. All of them have. Uh, Brandon Sheriff does not, you know, to me, look like a guy who's had a, you know, you know, pay me the max amount of money season, you know, going into next year. And and then I know that, of course, could create some more needs if if you part ways with him or don't tag him. So there's there's that dynamic too. But um, you know, certainly the left tackle is, is going to be, you know, put a question mark unless, you know, Sadiq Charles can really stay healthy and show you something. Right. So for sure. So, um, all right. So uh, it's the first topic. So it's the leader in the clubhouse for the biggest need because of the fact that it's only top, only position we've discussed. All right, let's stay on the offense. Let's go to tight end. Uh, I, I still can't believe that they didn't address this position in the draft last year. They didn't. They signed Logan Thomas and it felt like, well, you have a good backup who's now probably going to have to start. And that still may be the case, but look, he's been solid. All things considered, he's been, you know, he's had definitely had some games where you're like, as a pass catcher, he's had some, some, some butterfingers. Uh, he did it in, um, against that, in the last game against the Giants for, for sure. But like, he's been, you know, he's been solid. And if the quarterback play earlier in the year had been a little steadier than may, he might've looked, he might've even put up better stats than he has now. He's been good. I think it's, I think they definitely need more help at that position. They basically don't even use, um, uh, Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle or, or, or Tamar Hemingway, the other guy right now. So I, I mean, clearly they need something more there. And you could probably make a case that they need another. If they if they move Thomas back down the depth chart, that would be okay. All that said, I think it's been solid. This would not be uh, – it, it would not be a screaming need for me. It would be below the offensive tackle slash offensive line for sure. 
based on Thomas, but they need more depth. Yeah, I think you could look. The, the Eagles had you know Zach Ertz, and they still drafted Dallas Goddard, right? Um, so yeah, I, I got no problem with them getting another tight end at some point. But yeah, it wouldn't be something I'd probably be dealing with in the first you know two to three rounds of the draft. You know, maybe you can get another veteran or something. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think Logan Thomas has been has been okay. I, I think he. Um, Set his moments, like you said, some highs and lows. I thought against Detroit, he played very well. I think he was in on every snap, I believe, or close to every snap in the Detroit game, uh, which was his old team, of course. They wanted to keep him. At least that's what they said this week. So I think Logan's been fine. I think, again, he could just, there's just room for growth. I think there's still a ceiling uh, to, to climb for him, you know, to get up to. I don't think he's hit his ceiling by any means. I think he can get better. And, uh, you know, I think the fact that they're leaving him out there as much as they are, uh, is a good sign that they believe that, um, you know, he's doing his assignments and could be better. I mean, the biggest gripe I have for him was the the fumble in the Giants game. Just flip the ball out of bounds, dude. Kick it. You know, it's fine. Just don't, yeah. you know, don't try to pick it up and run with it or whatever he was trying to do. So I, I think Logan's been fine. And, um, yeah, I, I don't feel as bad about the tight end as I did say maybe, you know, coming out of training camp. Right. And the only re- way I would say that maybe they could address it uh, aggressively. I mean, they could, if they want to, I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't be upset, but if they did, it would also be connecting to the next position. And that is they still probably need a, a couple more receiving threats. Now wide receiver we can get to now is probably where they need to do that. But if they, you know, in other words, if you said they do what you mentioned with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, and you have a lot of two tight end situations, I don't think that's an issue. If you, at least if one of them is a pretty good pass catcher. So that would be that. So, so speaking of receiver, Terry McLaurin has been everything you would want, and maybe even then some, considering everybody's aware of what he is now in the league, and he's still making uh, making plays. And you can only imagine how you know how, how much uh, you know how how much his stats would, would be jacked up even more if well if you know again the quarterback play and he had there was somebody else on the field the defense had to pay attention to a bit more. Uh, that said, I think receiver is still a position of need. I, it's like on the one hand, like Cam Sims has been impressive and I've been waiting to see him get a shot that's happening. And I really am intrigued to see what he does the rest of the way. You know, Steven Sims is back from the injury. He hasn't really been terribly robust since, but okay. At least we've seen him make some plays and, you know, Gandy golden, you know, like Sadiq Charles has basically been a bust of a rookie year. Probably won't see him do anything this year. He already had to make a big jump from Liberty to the NFL. Now he's basically had a lost rookie season. And, uh, you know, Isaiah Wright's been interesting as an undrafted free agent, but I don't know if he's ultimately a, a rotation receiver. So they definitely need more help there. But on the, yet simultaneously, I feel slightly more optimistic than I did at points of the year because of the fact that, like, Cam Sims has done well and there is some young potential there. So they definitely need more. I would probably put it ahead of tight end, but I think, honestly, now I might put it below offensive line. Yeah, I don't – you know what? I've been much more encouraged about them over the last several weeks. Um you know, Isaiah Wright's had his moments where you're like, oh, he's doing great. And then you're like, oh, my God, why is he running the wrong route? Or why is he dogging it? Because he's not the primary on this route. But I thought last week against Detroit, he was really good. He almost had a touchdown um, in both Sims. You know, Cam just, I think, you know, he just needed to get on the field. And he is. And he's shining now. It's great. He's kind of, It seems so far, knock on wood, that he's dropped. He stopped dropping the football, which was a problem for him at times. Um, you know, and I think here's a guy who really earned it by playing well on special teams. And Steve Sims has just been hurt this year. I mean, I think you never really – he has not been able to get off the ground because he hasn't been healthy. So that's been encouraging. And remember, Kelvin Harmon's still, you know, part of this team next right. year if he's healthy. Uh, and I, there's every belief that he will be. So, I, you know, I've never been a person, to be honest with you, that has been like you got to invest highly at wide receiver in the NFL. I've never – 
felt like you have to like, like good teams develop wide receiver cores, right? I mean, New England, you know, the best wide receiver they ever had was Randy Moss and, and they went, had him for one year <laughs> and then they moved on and they didn't win a Super Bowl with him. Um, wide receivers don't win championships. I'm sorry. You know, as great as they, you know, some of these guys are, I mean, you got to have, you got to have a good group of them. Certainly you got to have uh, a good scheme to get them open. You got to have guys that are reliable. I think they have a, a group that they could grow with here. I'm not nearly as freaked out about the wide receiver as I was perhaps going in position going into the season outside of uh, McLaurin. And McLaurin has shown you uh, some growth again. So, yeah, I think they're okay with those guys. And I think um, I think that is that is a group that, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's a – you're going to add somebody, you know, just because you have to because the numbers and the offseason for competition. I just don't think it's something I'd spend heavily on. Right. I mean, in a general sense, the further the further the player is from the line of from where the ball is on the on the snap, the less impactful he's going to yep. be. And even the best receivers catch the ball, you know, six or seven times a game, yep. you know, good game. And I know that's more than just that, you know, if they're out running around, they're getting attention sure. for somebody else's. But yeah, I mean, there, it's just not the same impact. So I'm with you. Like, I, I, I wouldn't have been that excited if they had gotten, say, Amari Cooper for $100 million, even though I understood why they would. Would, would would try so yeah I, i'm with you they need more but maybe it isn't a screaming need all right i'm gonna put it second oh, ahead of tight end because okay. i think they still need more but not uh you know not not the, the offensive line tops i think we can skip running back i mean look obviously antonio gibson still is a, is a bit of a work in progress but between gibson and mckissick and i don't even know what to make of bryce love anymore who is been at practice but didn't practice yesterday it sounds like he's not progressing terribly fast uh, in terms of coming coming back to the injury. But between Gibson and McKissick, there's enough there to be interesting. If they replace Peyton Barber with somebody who gets more than two yards to carry, I think uh, you know th th that should be enough. So I think we can skip that. It seems like a pretty obvious one they don't yep. really need to address. Uh, quarterback. I guess let's just ask this. <laughs> Is the... It's a it's a popular topic. I wrote sure. about this a little bit this week on the Athletic about the idea of like the 2021 starter. I know everybody just wanted to go from Alex Smith one week shouldn't be playing to the next week he's the 2021 starter, ignoring all, I don't know all kinds of things, including right. Ron Rivera noted like does Alex Smith want to keep playing, right? I mean who knows sure. what Alex Smith's goals are after the incredible comeback he's made. Um, all that said, there's still seven weeks to go. We'll see what happens. Is the, I, this to me is the screaming need. I personally would say that the 21, 21 starter is still not on the team. And if it is, it's probably Kyle Allen, but over Alex Smith would be my guess. But either way, I, I would say that the, the, the long-term answer at a minimum isn't here. So no. I, I think they address it somehow in the off season, either that's a vet or a first round pick. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's right now. I mean, if that were to end today, I still think it's your first pick. I mean, I think it's your, you know, if you're picking third overall, I think that's what you're taking um, at this point. I mean, you know, you just got to sort through who you like and where you think they all end up. But yeah, I still think you have to invest in quarterback. I'm not a big fan of uh, going after one of the Matt Stafford or Ryan, um, even though they would be an upgrade. And I, I would really like this team for once to have a staff pick their own quarterback and believe in their quarterback and work with their quarterback. And that'd be, that'd be the person, you know? Um, so, and, and I don't know, like I said, I think Kyle Allen will be here. I think that's the one certainty of the three quarterbacks that will be here. Um, you know, Ron Rivera pause because the Alex Smith thing, there's a lot of factors in it. And of course the, the cost of it is, is the biggest thing, uh, you know, and then of course his desire to play, obviously, 
but you know, who knows if he blows it up the next few weeks, maybe he's like, man, I really like this. I want to, I want to play somewhere, but I don't want to play here next year. Cause they're not going to win a super bowl. Maybe Alex Smith then is the one who can dictate, like, I'd rather go, you know, be the right, you know, right shotgun as a backup somewhere as a veteran backup than with this team, you know, who knows in a winning situation, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I think the Smith thing will sort itself out here over the next several weeks. And if, I still have the belief if they get to a part of the season, even though Ron Rivera wouldn't answer the question this week, where it's mathematically obvious that they're not going to be in it or just stupid, um, that, you know, they, they've got to go ahead and give, you know, Dwayne Haskins another look, you know, whether it's four weeks, five weeks, whatever it may end up being. So on the one hand, we both agree they need a quarterback. On the other hand, they technically have options, which we really can't even say definitively it's a left tackle. So what is the more screaming need? Obviously, the quarterback position is the outweighted one. But what's the more screaming need, the, the quarterback or the left tackle slash offensive line? I still think the quarterback. The quarterback can make a lot of things look better, um, you, you know, and I, and I think you can get the left tackle um, handled with, you know, again, with some competition from within, with, with Charles certainly you know, still being the top candidate. Uh, you drafted him last year. I don't think it's changed just over one injury for him. I think you just got to chalk that up to just, you know, Again, 2020 has just been that kind of year. But um, I, I, yeah, I think, look, if this quarterback, if this draft is as quarterback rich as everybody's telling us it is going to be, I, I think that's where you got to put the evaluation into. And, and to be honest with you, I've, you know, I've seen games of all these guys and highlights of all of them. And, you know, we've seen Trevor Lawrence the longest. So he's the guy we're most familiar with. And it appears he's going to be number one, number one. And then after that, it kind of feels like just depends on who you talk to or what day of the week it is or which day the wind's blowing, uh, who they like next. So, um, I, I think I still think again, you know, if you don't have a quarterback, you really you really don't have a prayer in this league. So I, I think you, you got to figure that out. Right. I mean, yeah, that was a little bit of a rhetorical question, but yes, <laughs> you, 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 you got you got it right. Um, all right. Let's switch over to the defense. We can we don't have to talk about the defensive line. I still don't think they've completely lived up to expectations no. this year. But at the same point, you're not going to address that. Even if Ryan Kerrigan is gone, you know, everybody else in theory is back. So. Uh, there's nothing to address there. Linebacker has been a topic of conversation, not just by us on the outside, but by the head coach who's repeatedly said yeah. they need more. You know, if you look ahead, Cole Holcomb is still on a rookie deal. Other than him, though, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Pierre-Lewis is only on a one-year deal. He's looked good at times, but his playing time has gone down a bit with Holcomb back, but he is on a one-year deal. John Bostic's on a two-year deal, but man, I, I just don't know. Maybe this is listening to Chris Cooley constantly criticize his play, but I, I just don't get why he's still playing every single snap. I, I get he's, you know, the, the Mike linebackers are very sad and, and, you know, he's the one with the, uh, you know, calling the signals and this, that, and the other, and he's got the, you know, the mic, the, 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 the mic in his ear or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, in his helmet. But all that said, I, I you know, to me, they, they, this is definitely the scream we need. And like, if you, if you didn't have, if they somehow a quarterback didn't with the top five pick didn't go, uh, sorry, with the top five pick, pick didn't go quarterback, what would be the next? I mean, if there's a linebacker, Mike Parsons for Penn State, maybe somebody like that, this feels like where this defense needs more help. So to me, this is a big screaming need. I don't I don't know if I'm putting it ahead of offensive tackle, but it is maybe number two on the board. Well, they need two linebackers. Uh, I think you hit on it, you know, whatever you think Kevin Pierre-Lewis is. Um, Cole Holcomb appears to be the only guy that is going to be a starter following season just because of contract and where he is. I mean, I mean Bostic, I mean, I you know, Again, I, you know, they say run, you know, gap integrity and stuff. I mean, they're talking about the linebackers in a lot of cases um, for sure. And yeah, I mean, he, his mind is willing, his body isn't perhaps, um, 
he knows the defense and all that and that's swell. I, I just don't know what Sean Dion Hamilton has to do to get on the field and get some more snaps. I think he had a couple last week, one of which he made a big stop. Uh, and then he went to the sideline immediately, and I don't know if we saw him again. So, yeah, that's that's weird to me. But, yeah, they need two linebackers. If you look at Ron Rivera's defense in Carolina, obviously Luke Keekley was a stud. Uh, people probably couldn't even name most of their defensive linemen. But their linebacking core with Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley was really good, right? Um, Jack Del Rio's, some of his better defenses, whether when he was the head coach of Jacksonville or, or the Raiders or the defenses he had in, in uh, Denver, uh, wherever he's been, always had good linebacker play. And again, both these gentlemen played linebacker <laughs> at a high level. So it's got to drive them crazy to see what they're seeing. But I'll say this, at some point, you know, you can't just bitch about it and not try something different, right? You got, again, I don't, Deion Hamilton, what would be the harm in putting him out there? I think we've seen him play enough to know that he can play. Um, I just don't know what it is right now, what they, what they're feeling like holding him back. I would, I would love to really get more in information on that. But anyway, yeah, that, to me, it's, you got to draft one high. Uh, you may have to go pay for one in free agency too. So, I mean, I think, you know, you're going to have to get two at minimum and they both probably have to come in here and be starters. So, again, we're, we're playing this list. If we're saying quarterback is number one, I'm assuming that's going to stay at the top of your list here, but maybe not if you're saying, especially if you need two linebackers. So, what, what, what do you go, quarterback, offensive line, linebacker, if that's your no, I go quarterback, three. linebacker, then offensive line, to be honest with you. I, I think the offensive line, they have some parts, uh, again, that they can work with um, here, you know, you know, guys in-house that have, you know, that they can hope that we'll be ready, like I said, like with, with City Charles and uh, – you know, and assuming, you know, and again, maybe, you know, the sheriff situation, I guess, you know, guess how that sorts out could could dictate more need there. But I, I think obviously you're okay with Ruye. Uh, I still think, you know, you can work with Wes Martin. He was not very good when he played, but you can still work with him. And then, you know, Schweitzer's a vet who can certainly plug in and play as he has. He's been fine. So, uh, you know, again, I just, I just think in, in Morgan Moses is going to be here. So I, I just feel like you just, you know, there's, there's, the, you need two star. We look at this defense and you know that they have, they have really good players up front or guys that should be playing well, and they're not. And part of that is because of the linebacker play, and I think it's holding them back. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Sadiq Charles, you know, I hate when people do this, but basically he'll be another draft pick next yeah. year because he didn't play right. this year, more or less. Yeah. And uh, that's something where as a linebacker, uh, uh, there is nothing. It's Cole Holcomb, and, and yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Um, cornerback, so, like, on the one hand, I feel like it's been largely fine. Kendall Fuller – you know, obviously he made interceptions. It wasn't his best game last week, but, uh, you know, and I think he's probably a little overvalued if he's your number one corner, but okay. He's been okay. And Ronald Darby, you know, uh, you know, I'll leave it up to the, to the coolies of the world to break down the tape, but just by and large, he's been, he's been solid. And, and, you know, Jimmy Moreland, he's a, you know, super small guy, but you know, he's okay. I don't think that's been the position. Now, again, if you told me that, you know, if, if they say win a few games, drop outside the top five and somehow, with the 10th pick, take a corner. I, I wouldn't think that was a disaster, but I don't think it's necessarily a massive need. Free safety is though a different, a different story. I, I know DeShazer Everett has played well, um, as, at least as a hard hitter, I, I, you know, but I think he still leaves a bit to, to be desired in the coverage and, you know, Landon Collins, not that we're replacing him, but you know, he's coming, he's now going to be coming off an Achilles injury and, you know, there were already, he was already having a pretty rough year. So, you know, I, I think safety to me is, 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 is high on the list. It maybe it's just because like it, it how many you know, forever and a day they've been trying to fill these two safety spots. They can never get this done. No. So I, I guess I'm looking at the list. We have quarterback, linebacker, offensive line or offensive tackle slash line, receiver, tight end. 
man, I got, I don't want to drop tight end to the bottom of the list. Cause that's one I want to keep saying the need, but I feel like safety, you have safety might, man, is the safety even ahead of receiver in terms of a need? I think for me, it is for me, it is. And look, if <laughs> Matt Stafford's hands not bother him last week, he drops a dime and it's a walk-off touchdown win. Right. And Troy Apke's the guy we're ripping all week, not, not chase young. Um, so I looked at that. I mean, I, I think that was that was just that was terrible. I mean, and he and it was you know it's everything that got him benched. That one play was everything that got him benched. And um, I just I looked at him and he scares the hell out of me. Um, and you know that's not going to get any better. Cam Curl, you know he's had his moments, but you know that one play when Swift makes the you know makes the big gain is all on him. He's blitzing and he's got to he's got to pay attention. The guy's leaking out. He doesn't. Um, there's just, you know, there's things about Curl that he's kind of got a lot of similarities to Landon Collins, right, in his play. So I don't think you could ever play him and Landon together. So that's that's kind of the challenge. I think that's why they did it the way they did it, where he was in the dime package. He wasn't the other safety necessarily uh, when he was out there. But, yeah, I, 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 it is totally that other safety position. And, you know, Everett has been a special teamer most of his career. And, uh, you know, now he's injured. I think he can, he can fill in for you, but at some point you'd like somebody that's more of a uh, full-time starter type at that other safety position. Cause look, you're going to be with Landon Collins. You're going to take the good and the bad with Landon Collins. You've invested in him at least for another couple of seasons. Hopefully he can come back at a high level from that Achilles. So let's just say for argument's sake, the first round of the draft, they take a quarterback and in the second round, you know, uh, free agency, I know comes first, but you know, for this game, they didn't address these things. Offensive tackle safety. Based on where we're at right now, with the, the prospects are equal, I mean, it's it's it, it's. I mean, the, you still take be- offensive tackle uh, at the end of the day, just because of the value of the position, right? right. Like if you look at it, like those are well, the people you're supposed to pay. Well, now, it's like what I said this, before: the further you are away from the ball and the snap, the less yeah, right. impactful you are well, in theory. And look, this franchise is forever and a day overvalued positions and overspent at positions that are are further away from the ball. And it's it has killed them, right? And, and they, you know, for years they didn't address offensive line, and and they suffered for it, right? Because they had to go out and scramble in free agency and overspend and uh, and things like that. And in safety, you know, they drafted high, you know, Landry when they already had Taylor, and they probably could have found another guy. I mean, they didn't need to do that that year, but they did, and look where it got them. So, yeah, I, I would still, yeah, I mean, even though I'm not as panicked about the offensive line as everybody else is. You know, because again, Star- Charles could be a really good guard. Who knows? Or yeah, I would still probably go there ahead of safety in terms of the draft. Yeah. All right. So based on that, here's what we've got in reverse order: tight end, unbelievably wide receiver. Well, punter's last. Okay, you just you put punter last, right? Yeah, kicker actually makes the list at this point. Kicker Almost should be there. high. <laughs> uh, tight end. I guess wide receiver, which is unbelievable, but okay, yeah. wide receiver, safety, offensive tackle, slash line, but offensive mm-hmm. tackle, linebacker, quarterback. And I, again, I, line, a lot of it has to do with what happens with, with Sheriff, too. I mean, it may be a guard you need, you know? I mean, or it is a tackle, and then that way Charles is your guard if if you think Sheriff's not – you're not keeping Sheriff. Right, right. By, by the way, this is uh, – while we're talking here, apparently Maryland football coach Mike Loxley has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not laughing at it. I mean, this is every, every day there's something else, yeah. somebody else going um, with this. Um, all right, so I think that's a good list. We'll, we'll revisit this at the end of the year. Maybe this can be our bit, Scott. What, are the, right. what, are the, what is the football team's biggest needs? Because one of our other bits that we do offline all the time is what are the Wizards' biggest needs? That conversation has been going on forever. 
uh, one way or the other. Uh, they, they, they still have plenty of needs and, and maybe their biggest need right now is gonna be a marriage counselor, depending on how things are going with John Wall after the uh, rumor gets out about Russell Westbrook. But last night, uh, Wednesday night was the NBA draft. The Wizards made two picks, including the ninth overall selection, Debbie, De Denny Abja. How do I say that? Okay. I, I'm, I'm butchering that. I don't know. I should know this because he's a fellow uh, bar mitzvah boy like me. But right, Denny, right. I uh, thought you would have this for me. You know, I was afraid of saying his name right, it wrong, and you said it wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, I, well, look, honestly, like Denny. So, yeah, Denny, I got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the one hand, I wasn't focused. Well, okay. First of all, this was for me the least amount of the NBA drafts I've prepped for in my literally entire life well it's an awful time right it's in november uh in the middle of football as the masters found out football's still king you know nobody cares about your stupid little golf tournament um right. and this is also a bad, a bad year all these college bat the college basketball was this terrible mm -hmm. and look as a, a, like this kid he, he wasn't playing here you know uh, so many guys at the top either didn't play or overseas or whatever so it was a very weird year but in any event all the mock drafts kept having uh denny so a six nine forward out of israel uh you know multi you know, multi-dimensional really good passer i love i love front court passers avdia denny avdia thank you Adam. there you go avdia avdia um <laughs> uh, uh you know i love big man passers he's more of like a a three four than, than a big man but you know six i love front court sure. passers there's a lot to like with that his shooting however not too excited i'm not going to get into vesely uh, comparisons but mm -hmm. like when you see a guy shoot under 50 under 60 percent on free throws yeah who's not Shaq that that's a bit that's a bit alarming but okay I've seen this you know seen this the highlights he, he can make the shot they got to work with it Tommy Shepard doesn't seem to be too agitated or concerned he obviously likes the pick so on and and so on so yeah so I didn't study him a ton um I will say that I in, in ramping up to the draft I tried checking with people around the league that I normally would have been talking to over time and I, I three scouts one of them said didn't like him at all uh you know he had him he, did, he certainly didn't have him in the top five which is where projections were going to the mock draft another another uh, scout said similar he recognized that he was probably in the minority opinion but was not a fan somebody else said that he actually is probably one of the better more stable prospects in his draft because since he'd been playing professionally for a couple of years you know obviously you know, playing in the Euro League, which yeah. he did a little bit in the you know, Israeli League, is not the same as playing in the NBA, but he was playing. Whereas, like, you know, James Wiseman played 10 seconds in college and, right. uh, you know, and things like and LaMelo Ball. Has or RJ Hamilton went to Australia, which is supposed to be a soft league, you know, and, and obviously didn't help himself by doing it. Right. I mean, Killian Hayes played overseas, or he's from overseas, you know, played, and, and some people just could not stand his game, but others thought mm -hmm. he was great. So, all that said, I did have, I also had a, uh, uh, a general manager today tell me he had Avia ranked higher than where the Wizards picked him. So take all that for what it's worth. Um, I, I'm sorry, Ham. Ha I'm sorry. Let me get RJ my geography straight. It was it was New Zealand for for right. uh, Hamilton. My bad for, for Hampton. Yeah. Uh, Hampton, so so all that said, I'm not going to sit here and say, "Wow, this was a great pick." I'm not going to say it's a bad pick. ESPN, Mike Schmitz, their analyst. I think he said it might have been the best value pick in the draft because he's a huge. Yeah. He's a huge fan, but other people, like I said, I mean, not as big. Well, is that the new Chad Ford? Like, who is that guy? Is he like the new Chad Ford? I mean, Chad Ford's been gone for a while, but because like Chad Ford used to be the guy that overvalued every Euro pick. Like, think almost think like he had like just some Euro pass that he needed to use. So he would like say, oh yeah, we got to go over and look at these guys. And every year he'd have these Euros in the top five that ended up sucking. 
Um, so then I stopped listening to him. I kind of started tuning him out because he was always wrong about it. But yeah, this guy last night, he called him to steal the draft. He, he, he said it on live television. Now, <laughs> un, uh, unlike all the Wizards uh, guys who apparently are watching uh, that league this year, the, the professional league in Israel, I was not. So I really have no idea. I'm like you, I'm watching YouTube. And I'll say this about the European players now, Ben the video's gotten a lot better. Remember when it used to be shot up from the rafters and like it looked like it was spy footage. Now at least it's lower on the floor and you can kind of see the movement and see these guys a little bit closer. Um, you know, if they want to invest in them and they're going to sell a lot of jerseys um, and, they, and they can develop and that'd be great. I mean, one of the things that has really been questioned in the past about the Wizards is their ability to develop players, um, you know, for the long term. And, you know, that's been the thing that's dogged him. So I would like to think him and Rui can grow and be good together. But, you know, how long is that going to take? Right. I mean, and by then, is John Wall even still playing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, is, right. and is Bradley Beal still want to be here at that point? That's that's the thing that I'd be concerned about. Um, from the Wizards the way, end of it. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you just mentioned John Wall and Bradley Beal. Just as of last night, I haven't looked this morning. Neither one of them tweeted uh, – during the draft in any, in any way, shape, or form. Well, Bradley did before the draft, I know, but, you know, hey, both yes. of them have kids at home. I don't know. Maybe they're right. busy. Yeah, they're right. They um, could have been, been binge watching know, the Queen's I, game. I check out on these things earlier than I used to. I, you know, I watched most of it, but I was like, all right, I got to go to sleep. But, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, people that I respect seem to like him. Some people that I don't respect seem to like him. Some people I don't even know who they are hate him. So, I, I you know, and other people just hate him because he's a Wizards pick. Um, so there's that part of it as well. And, you know, there's always going to be the faction of, um, fans that, that hate anybody that's not from the United States. You know, you get that every year too. They don't want to hear about it. And you know, we've had some, look, the international games gotten better. I think the scouting's gotten better, uh, but it does sound like nobody's saying this guy's going to come in and be, you know, a, a star right away. I mean, there's no doubt there's going to have to be some time invested into making it better. Right. I mean, I will say this. So, like, I mentioned the Vesely thing. The two yeah. things that sort of stand out to me off the bat. One, I've always said that if you tell me that somebody has a wonky shot, I feel like that's something that can be improved with pressure. Sure. If, the, if the person is willing and, you know, can, you know, can do that. I mean, we've seen that time and time again in the NBA. Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd, among others. Not so much John Wall yet, but, you know, if yeah. you want to tell me he's approved his shot for the 12th time, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's something I think can be worked with. Also, though, the difference with Vesely was Vesely lacked confidence. He could, he was only, he, like, I would see him in practice make free throws, but then he got to a game, he clearly was nervous. If you watch yeah. the, the, the highlight tapes of this kid, you know, he's, he's taking shots, he's from distance and, and seems to be doing it willingly. So, you know, that's a good sign. They're going to have to work with him to, to make his yeah. stroke better. He can't be shooting 60% from free throw line. You got to get that up to 75 at least right. for, you know, just for the purposes of what that shot is, let alone the, the indication of improvement. Um, they clearly also went best player available because they didn't need that spot. You already have Marie Hachimura. They've made it clear they want to bring back Davis Bertans. So they don't need that 3-4 spot, but they just need talented players one way or the other. And I, you know, and I do think they needed some more help on the wings per se. I, I, but, you know, so, so, so they've done that. You still have questions of rim protection, all that. But, but here's the real story, Scott. Let's not bury the lead. Okay. Ted Leontes is taking over the world. He Last year, he corners the Japanese market yeah. with Rui Hachimura, which, you know, look, I'm not suggesting that they picked him for that reason. I'm just saying it wasn't a bad uh, secondary subplot. 
<laughs> for, for, for ownership. Why are we picking this guy? Well, we think he's pretty talented. Also, he's from Japan. Oh, awesome. He's really popular. Cool. Now you got this kid from Israel. I know Israel's not mm-hmm. the most popular, your most uh, populous country in the world, but you know, there's a few of us around the planet. They also have, they got Latvia. What, 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 what else we got? Uh, you got the people around the world who play spades. That's their favorite card game. You got that community now yep. unlock. So, uh, you know, they, they, they've got, they've, they've got a few guys. I think that's the, the story that it is, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they add like an Israeli uh, correspondent the way they added last year, Japanese correspondents. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how, how, the, how monumental sports play this one. They've definitely, um, they've become a, more of an international uh, cover kind of team now, assuming people can actually cover teams this year, but yeah, no doubt. I mean, if they ever get back to, you know, fans being in the building and all that stuff, uh, it should help. There's, there's no question. Yeah. All right. We both need to go. I have to yes. go out to, uh, to the park. I don't, I, are you going or not? I'm not going to be making it today. I have other obligations. Well, lucky, lucky you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of other obligations, where can people uh, find you in the world of social media and elsewhere? Uh, at Jackson sports. And that's the Twitter. And then um, also uh, on Sunday uh, after the game on uh, Washington uh, football radio network, Team 980, uh, and of course, uh, 6.30 a.m., I think one of five, nine FM as well, among other places, and um, with London Fletcher. And then after that on uh, Team 980 uh, with Washington uh, Football Final as well till 8 o'clock. Do you have a prediction, by the way? I should ask. I feel like that's something. That uh, I think, I think they have a chance to win this week, and that, that means they also have a chance to lose tra- tra- uh, tragically as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would probably take them this week. Um, uh, you know, Cincinnati looks to be pretty beat up. I, I know today we haven't seen the injury reports today, but it sure looks from yesterday that they, they got a lot of injuries to deal with right now. Seems like it. Uh, I mean, Washington team does too, but not not nearly as many Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Bailey. Yeah, like you said, honestly, I, I, even the opponent, I feel like this is another NFC East game. I sure. Have no, I have no idea. Right. Both teams are not very good, so anything yep. is possible. I'm excited yep. to see Joe Burrow. That's about all I got. Uh, thanks, man. See you. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right, there you have it. Uh, many thanks to Scott Jackson. Um, I'm going to talk more about the um, the Wizards situation over on uh, my pal Fred Katz's podcast, The Wizards After Dark, over on The Athletic. Uh, of course, you want to read Fred's stuff about the draft. Read me on the Washington football team, all my colleagues, uh, with what they're doing. And, of course, subscribe to this here podcast. Definitely appreciate it. Um, more coming up uh, next week. There's a big game on Sunday you may have heard about. I say big game. Every week's a big game in the NFL because there's only the one. So, uh, you know, look, whatever the season is going to be, it's up to it's about growing forward. And each week is that opportunity. I'm not trying to sound like a coach. That's just the reality of the situation. And we'll see what they can do. This is one of those games that Ron Rivera cited as the schedule being an opportunity for these guys to win games, to contend for the East East Division, as he stated. And while that may not matter to me, it's a stated goal, and, and we'll see what happens. I, I, as we talked about the other day, the players have said, yeah, we don't. We can stop talking about the division chase, and that's right, but the opportunity to improve is there, and this is one of those games. Uh, Cincinnati this week, Dallas on Thanksgiving. It's uh, you know After that, things get a lot harder on the schedule, so we will see what they do. Um, I know what I'll do. I will be at FedEx Field Sunday, and I hope to be back here on this podcast next week with another edition of the Standard Room Only podcast heading into Thanksgiving. And for now, until next time, see ya.